The Drop Back with Sam Lewis, Matt Burns Peak, and Joe Costanzo. And we're back with another episode of the Dropback Podcast. I'm Sam Lewis, and as ever, joined down the line and on screen by Joe Costanzo. Oh, and on screen, you're calling it out. I mean, we're, we're testing on screen. You might see me. You, you just, might see my we face. Just cut it if it, if it didn't work. Sound? But yeah, but now you're it's fine. Out. You put pressure on yourself. If you're not hearing it now on then screen, Joe's then it. no, Joe's bugging it in some way. Then I'll, I'll be editing this out if you hear me. Also, <laughs> so join. On screen again, just to make it hard for Joe to edit by Matt Burns Peak. Howdy doodly, guys. And Stan Wilson. Hi, Sam. How you doing? Doing good. Nice to actually see Stan. you all while we're trying to record this. Indeed. Hey. Returning for a second week, Stan. Yeah, I've, I've made it to uh, oh. made it to week two. On the bounce. Made, made it to the the big clubs. Indeed. This is high stakes poker, my friend. It's yeah. Are you ready? It's really. Are not, you ready, man. Joe? Are you ready to rumble? I think that means Joe's ready. Uh, yeah, Joe's I think I am good to go. Right. I'm good. Right, so some a bit of upsetting news came out of the NFL. Mm. Well, it would have been yesterday when mm. we were recording it. So Adam Schefter reported that although the NFL will be releasing a 17-game schedule later in the week, there's a high possibility that we won't be having any international games in London this year for the first time in over 10 years at least. Boo. So mm. How yeah, much of a so blow is boo. this for the game in England? Um... You know, it, it's it, it sucks because obviously everyone wants like they they always sell out the London games. They're always a fantastic event. We've gone to loads of them. It's always a great occasion. It's one of those things where I feel like with the current sort of global climate, it's pretty understandable that. It, but it's one of those sacrifices we're gonna have to make. I don't know if it's gonna affect, you know, how the game continues to grow in the UK too much. Um, and it'll be interesting. You could argue though with Vic with it being on usually terrestrial TV or at least Sky Sports when it's over here in the UK and at a more normal time that it would get higher um, viewing numbers that yeah. most games maybe won't get so it may draw in a few more That's casual true. fans and there's usually quite a bit of build up towards it but yeah like you said the, the core fans are going to watch the games anyway but it is a little bit frustrating that we won't be able to get to go to any this year yeah because they are such good events I mean we've been to quite a few um, yeah yeah it'll, it'll suck a bit what do you think Joe? I'm I'm sad, but I completely understand why they've done it. To be honest, uh, obviously, given the situation, it's kind of unprecedented times we're in, and I'd rather have football and no London games than yeah. potentially something goes wrong. You never know whatever might happen in the future. No one knows, so I, I like to keep with this whole thing. I've just said, just ride the wave. You know, take what what comes. We we had a good NFL draft, despite it despite it all one of the most viewed things ever so mm. who's to say maybe you know well, what would be a nice middle ground is if they maybe um change the kickoff times a bit for what would have been the london games at least yeah. to accommodate for the english viewers who who would be seeing it and maybe even still tailgating it'd be nice to still do a little tailgate and pretend <laughs> pretend there's something there i mean everyone yeah. goes into it's just like when you go on still, they show it on screen yeah yeah it's just like when you go in one of those zoom calls to like go on a night out but you're actually not you're just sitting in your well like a virtual tailgate yes yeah that'll that'll be pretty dope to be fair well you you heard it here first we should host host one of those hosting a virtual tailgate drop back virtual tailgate let's do it nice Nice. yes locked in that is such a such a good shout actually well now we've just got to hope the nfl season happens yeah. yeah, we'll just sit and wait for the Adam Lefkos of the world to roll up and join in the, the Zoom call. Um, it's only a matter of time. Uh, at least you haven't set the yeah. bar too high there, Joe. <laughs> yeah. Nah. Mate, yeah. you never know. You never know. You never know. But um, yeah, I, I think I think it's sad, but I understand why they've done it. And I'd rather Yeah, And if we do still manage to get a full 17-game slate, then all props to the NFL to manage to, to pull this out when didn't look positive about a week ago i'm surprised that they did announce that they're going to do this this week yeah it's ballsy it seems too far ahead to announce to be honest like the state of things in america especially at the moment mm. 
It seems. I think everyone with this whole situation, everyone is very optimistic and about giving sort of deadlines and dates, mm. and everyone wants dates all the time. It's what everyone like. Mm. It's the first thing that comes to your head to make you feel safe. You know, like oh, when will this be over? But no one actually really knows. Yeah. Like yeah. even the experts don't really know. So it's hard to pinpoint this and be like, ah, oh, well, it, mm. we still don't know. Like you said, if training camps will be, they will be heavily affected. We, it's pretty safe to assume. Oh, they that. absolutely will be. Yeah, yeah, but and the start of the season is is that going to start at the regular time are we going to have a delayed schedule well, is suppose the Super the benefit... Bowl going to be in the end of March what's going on well I suppose yeah. the benefit of laying out the schedule preemptively is that you at least have the order of the games and then you can push it back as many weeks as you need to and you yeah. don't have to think about yeah. rescheduling the games themselves what do, what do you reckon the max number of weeks is they'll push it back before it gets to like NBA territory where it's like I don't they think they're more do. con- I don't think they're super concerned about NBA territory I think because the NFL rules TV numbers in America there's too many basketball really, games there's too many really basketball games yeah but it it will it will still you know take a bit of a hit yeah. if it's competing with uh, basketball that's fair enough I think the bigger issue would be going into the next season's draft yeah. period and free agency period because it's like what we're experiencing here in the UK with um, Premier League footballing yeah. contracts that they run out at yeah. a certain time so you can't push it past the beginning of the new year because yeah. that moves yeah, the year behind true. back as well especially with college going on as well like if um, mm. the NFL pushes it back then yeah, college will be going at the same time and you can't have the collegiate, dro- collegiate draft happening during the season otherwise those players just won't decide to play that year like you'll have yeah. players like Trevor Lawrence just sitting out the season because they know they'll get drafted and they don't want to get injured mid-season and hurt their draft stock if the draft is during the time that they would actually be playing that that does happen anyway, though. Do you imagine how crazy that'd be, though, if if the college season and the NFL season, do you know what I mean, like the 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 draft happens and it's still like midway through the NFL season? No, they they couldn't do it like Would they'd have to, to just wait like, till the end do of the it season after the trade deadline, and then you can actually play your players you've drafted. Yeah, <laughs> imagine that'd be seen straight into <laughs> the lineup. Trevor Lawrence jumping in. All right, Trevor, welcome <laughs> aboard. We've got a game in about four days. <laughs> game twelve. Yeah, boom, reinforcements. Uh, Oh, I'd love to see that. That'd be dope too. Well, it probably would put quite a hit on quarterbacks and stuff because if you think what's going to affect your season most, it's probably going to be pass rushers more than anything. So they're going to be at an even higher premium than they would be. Exactly. And for for sure. It's not as much of a play, but they need to learn. You think, right, we get this guy and we send him on blitzes every so often. We don't need him to learn the full playbook in a week. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Just, Just try and hit that bloke. Hard. It's completely <laughs> hypothetical, anyway. That's that's a pretty good, you know, life lesson in general. Just try and hit that bloke. That's bad life lesson. Yeah. Bad life lesson, man. Joe, I thought you were going yeah. down the like Buddhist monk route when you shaved your no, head. And school of hard knocks, <laughs> baby. God. Balls the hard university. Where you at? Straight and watch out. <laughs> a, a, a stout little chap with a shaved head is on the loose. There's quite a few of those. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Not no. quite as stout as you are, Joey. No, <laughs> no one is. All right, so moving on to, I think, the biggest actual footballing news that's broken the last week or so was Andy Dalton surprisingly signing with the Dallas Cowboys. One-year deal, $7 million, $3 million guaranteed. That's weird. To start off with, what does this mean for the Cowboys' relationship with Dak Prescott? It's Ooh. a massive... They're just throwing shade on Dak, aren't they? They're not paying him like this big middle finger. he wants. Yeah, exactly. They're paying they're paying Andy Dalton a backup quarterback instead of paying their franchise guy. It just seems it seems a bit weird to be honest. How much is Andy Dalton making? Does anyone know? Three mil guaranteed. I just, I just said it. Everyone knows. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so I think it's a classic Jerry Jones move. To be honest, he's a bit of a not going to lie. He's a bit of a you know shady fellow when it comes to these kind of things. He likes to play with the media and he likes to he likes Dallas being the biggest thing and taking Andy Dalton as the backup when the leading QB in that team is obviously going through contract negotiations that have been quite heavily uh, noted on by the media is just one of these other Jerry Jones sort of tactics that he'll happily play up to it. He did it with Zeke and it didn't work out so we'll have to see what goes on Mm. with this now. Maybe it's an insurance policy too for if Dak decides he's going to sit out because he wants a bigger contract. Yeah, that's yeah, fair. that's fair enough. It still keeps them competitive, at least. That's what which, I mean. I've, which I understand. I think it's just a big. Um, it's. I think it's all about getting a bit of a bit more leverage over Dak Prescott when it comes to that contract negotiation. Because, like yeah. Stan said, it means that if Dak Prescott wants to play hardball and threaten a, a sit out, they do have a 
former NFL starter that they can roll out for the, the first few weeks and probably will do a serviceable job. You know, Andy Dalton's not a bad QB. He's like the definition of the of an average NFL starter. But mm. you know, he's not gonna. It's not gonna be a case where you know we'll dax this out. And we've got no one else. So I think yeah. it is a hundred percent a leverage move in those DAC negotiations. Yeah, could it not just also, to some extent, simply be the value of backup quarterbacks has dramatically increased over the last few years? When yeah, you look that's at what true. Teddy Bridgewater did with the Saints last year, Nick Foles obviously with the Eagles, the, the Saints have gone ahead and got Jameis Wilson, Winston for their team now. Is it just to, more valuable than ever to have a high property yeah. backup? Definitely, like we split the 49ers as well. They um, they had multiple trade offers this off season for Nick Mullins. They denied mm. it because they know that like a backup quarterback is incredibly valued in a past first league, mm. and especially like, I know it's a cliche, but it's true. And it's worth a yeah. first or a second in this year's draft. Yeah. Whoa, Jordan especially Love, if you need Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Well, that's, well, that's the yeah. thing as well. If you look at the value of like Joe said in the draft, if you're getting Dalton, who has yeah. been a high standard starter in the league for much of his career, mm. if you're getting him for only seven million, maybe only three mil, then that's it's great a, value for yeah, the Cowboys. It, it's, it was a really weird move that I don't think any of us really saw coming. I think everyone so, was thinking that Dalton would maybe land with the Pats or someone like that, but it, it's actually a pretty savvy Everyone thought the Pats. Yeah. Well, it was the Pats. And I didn't see a, lot a single analyst who didn't say the Pats. I saw a lot of people saying the Jaguars as well. Yeah, Which, that, that, that was one, another one. That really makes me question what they're doing. Because, yes, they've got Minshew locked in. The but the only other people they have on their roster are Josh Dobbs and Jake Luton. And, yeah. Right. And they must be really sold on Minshew at this point. Yeah. Another one Minshew's I thought player. would have been... Mm. I like Minshew. Yeah. yeah. Is it... I think the Steelers could have taken him as well because Big Ben just hasn't been that reliable over the years as they're well. They're sold on Rudolph. Staying though. in games. They're sold on Why? I don't agree with it, but they're, they're sold on Rudolph, apparently. How can they I be sold understand. on him? They benched him for Duck Hodges last year. <laughs> yeah, which is sold one on of him, the though. silliest names in the NFL. Mason. No, Duck. Duck <laughs> Why would it oh, be Mason? Sorry. They're all, they're all pretty stupid, I'm not going to lie. Imagine being called um, Mason. No, but the other team you talk about, New England, does that mean they're all in on Stidham, or is it a higher yeah. Stidham No, they love Stidham. Well, Stidham's this is what I mean... Which Everyone is weird. dropped. Every analyst said uh, Andy Dalton's free. The Patriots are going to take him. It's such a Patriots move. Makes They'll just too much him sense, up and he'll yeah. be really good. And it's weird because they didn't. If they're not going to take Cam Newton, why would they take Andy Dalton? In my opinion, injury issues with Cam. So, mm. and also, I, I couldn't imagine Cam Newton going in there and working well with Bill Belichick in terms of those two personalities. I think Bill Belichick's always wanted to have a mobile QB, but it's whether or not Cam can still be mobile, and I don't think the Patriots like no. to take risks. I actually think the Patriots would be perfectly happy. Well, I know we're going to get into worst to first, but going first to worst this year and just taking a good draft pick. Tank, tanking, tanking for Trevor. I can't see Bill Belichick tanking. He would I, retire. I if he wants can. to rebuild, he would retire. Like, yeah, I, I think, think I think you're right. This, I think this is the year Stidham. he has to. This is arguably the most prove-it year of his career. Yeah, hundred percent. And he's sticking with Stidham. Can he win without Brady? He's, he's not gone for Cam Newton. He hasn't snatched well, up Andy Dalton. He's let him go if to. If he a... wins with Stidham, he wins the argument that he is. Yeah, he the was Patriots. the reason. Yeah, exactly. Do you think that's what's in his mind? Do you, Do you think that's running through his head? I don't know. I don't going... know if it's at the forefront, but it's definitely. I don't know if he's that type of guy, to be honest. Like, yeah, I don't know. I I could. I mean, from from what's been obviously when there's smoke, there must be some kind of fire. I always think with these sort of NFL skirmishes, when you hear about you know uh, certain people not getting on, and there's always been that sort of Brady or Belichick debate. And I think now this year is like you said, one of the most important years to kind of prove that. For both of like, them. Who who is it? Mm. Is it is it a system thing? Can can someone can just walk in and be a a decent QB for the New England Patriots? With like we've seen with Jacoby Brissett like we've seen Jimmy G. with Jimmy Jimmy G but is it is that is it going to go that way or well, I don't well, think point is from what well, we saw last what year Belichick, there's not what, enough talent you forget what Belichick was before he started winning with Brady he failed in Cleveland Film. he backed he backed out of the Jets and if he then tanks this year takes Trevor Lawrence the thing will always be oh yeah but he needed an elite quarterback to win yeah, games yeah that's true yeah, we're forgetting the fact that he's, yeah. he's a defensive guy as well. Like he's, I know he, he plays does, GM as well, but he's not ultimately the guy who calls shots on offense, is he? But in in today's league, and I know obviously you've got the Eagles with Nick Foles, but in that was the same year that Carson Wentz should have won the MVP, in my opinion. 
and like you just need a, a a good QB to win the Super Bowl they consistently and Nick Foles played his heart out even in that case um had a just a phenomenal run and even with Joe Flacco winning going back into 2012 he had a phenomenal run in the playoffs it's it's either a good QB or a hot QB it always makes a difference it seems to be in in these sort of Super Bowl pushes um unless it's they the Rams versus Patriots which was terrible yeah mm. um I mean, it's one of those things you you hear buzz around, like, oh, the Patriots are really into Stidham, but who, who? Well, I mean, they must be at this point. Like, they would have taken Cam Newton, they would have taken Andy Dalton. Yeah, they're not doing yeah. that. In the they would have taken but who, who, who gets Newton? Like, who who's getting Newton? Well, there remember, was a report that came out yesterday or the day before. Well, to be honest, at the point this comes out, it doesn't matter how many days ago it was. Um, from the Athletic saying that Cam won't sign as a backup and he'll wait. For a starter to go down, hundred percent with the team. hundred percent. Mm. There's there's no way on this planet that um, Cam Newton's going to sign to be someone. To be fair, backup. it yeah. probably it probably gives him more time to rest rest his shoulder anyway. Well, so I don't think it's also negative. Also, means that if he is on a team and someone goes down elsewhere, he's not then stuck on another team watching. Yeah, exactly. But he can play the he field is a also bit. he was he is also having to thrust himself into a completely new system yeah. in a whole different offense that he's never had a chance with and then prove himself on his probably most important year of his career I mean that's mm, also a bit of a risky game I would yeah. not rather have sword, you either don't know the playbook 100% and have to rely on natural talent which he does have or you don't even get an opportunity but the Panthers the yeah. Panthers when they had the most success with Cam and when he was the MVP is when they fit their scheme around mm. Cam it's the same with what Lamar Jackson and the, the Ravens are doing and what we saw with even Colin Kaepernick or any any sort of mobile QB, and I, I don't mean to sort of shoehorn it all together because Cam has got that natural talent, like we said. But I also think on the other side of things that you kind of have to account for, you know, just like how things have gone, how people have... You can't just thrust him into a completely new situation and expect the coaches to bend the playbook to, to his whims and to, to yeah. outline his assets. I see, I see what you're saying, Joe. I, I think... I mean, I, I think, like like you said, Stuart, it's actually not a bad pitch from, from Cam's side in terms of just to hang back and give himself the option of all 32 teams, especially when you look at some of the... You know, we, we were talking about how important backup QBs are in the league, and there are still quite a few teams with questionable options once if the starter does go down like we we mentioned before the Steelers like that if 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 the Jags, yeah, the Jags exactly the you know, if, if yeah exactly there, there, there are enough teams out there that if a starter goes down the backup isn't good enough that they that a team wouldn't would, would be able to you know be like oh Cam Newton's not an option right now regardless of the fact that he, may, he might not know the playbook it, we'll have to get him up to speed and all that you know he, he's an NFL veteran he's got experience learning the knowing how the, the league works learning different playbooks and stuff like that so i think he is in a more favorable favorable position if a starter goes down than quite a lot of the backups in this league so I've... Yeah, also people because of how athletic cam is people throughout his career have undersold how good a passer he is mm. he's like, let's not pretend that he's though. a one it's not perfect but it, but even even there have in been times in his pan- career where it has been an elite passer he's gone down there I recently think... a lot like Oh, it's, yeah. yeah but to be I, fair, how much we don't know how much of that is linked to his injuries. Yeah, that's that's and again, very teams true. Wo- that's teams won't as well until mi- they can get him in their building. The whole sort of mysterious veil around this injury is what has been kind of difficult to assess his performance in the mm. last his kind of like degradation, if you will, um, over the last like two years, mm. where people have seen a notable like you know plummet down his performance and then leading to the, the the announcement of his injury on youtube and everything like that it was quite weird wasn't it like yeah you don't know how um, long it's been going you don't know how long he's been playing hurt and stuff as well so do you guys think that if it wasn't for this whole situation and he was able to visit team's doctors that he'd have a job right now i think it depends obviously how healthy he i is. think so well that well well yeah well if the team doctors were able to see and see if he was healthy because and he was then did yeah. You, yeah did you guys see that um, you think... did you guys see that all or nothing documentary on the panthers and week yeah. to week mm-hmm. the struggle the week to yeah. week just the struggles he had with his shoulder and the fact that he, he, he struggled with it all season it really affected his accuracy and i can't see i think he, i think he's Didn't, done he's you think he's done Didn't you yeah. say at one point wow he said at one point he couldn't throw the ball play another game or that he won't ever play to that good well he won't well, ever play to that level ever again because of his shoulder like the way his aggressive play style the way he ran with the ball although it worked and it works at a very high level 
it's not something that you can it's because do, he's, for 40, yeah. do until you're 42 like someone like Tom Brady could. Yeah. It's a player... Well, yeah, because Tom Brady is a completely, like exactly, said, different, yeah. just completely different style of play. Um, style of play. <laughs> <laughs> the... No, but uh, I think with... with <laughs> I couldn't help myself. With Cam... Uh, I think a lot of he, a lot of people kind of lean on that. I don't think I don't want to say he's done, but he did admit at one point to having issues consistently throwing the ball over thirty yards, which I think is a big problem. If he if he can't like if you can't do that in the NFL, you are yeah, actually done. Yeah. I know Drew, like Drew Brees, obviously is his arm arm um, talent has kind of decreased naturally over the years but he can still throw the ball over 30 yards and he's still mm. incredibly accurate I don't think you get the kind of accuracy with a Cam Newton like you do with a obviously with an MVP uh, well consistent MVP runner up Drew Brees yeah. <laughs> nice shade there Joe love that. <laughs> I'm sorry it, well I love the man but I think he's first ballot Hall of Famer but it's just a, a fan yeah Second I think ballot. I think that's a good that's a good point as well Joe like from a NFL defensive standpoint if you know that a QB is going to struggle to be able to throw the ball more than 30 yards like how how much can you use that to your advantage in terms of scheming a defense if you know that you don't need to, you don't need to worry about the top being taken off you know the, the secondary massive oh yeah it's massive you could just leave one safety one high safety all the mm. time and you could load up the box you can load up those like inside passing lanes and it will make it'll make a defensive coordinator's job so much easier knowing that you're the quarterback you're facing can't actually throw the ball further, further than um, 30 yards mm. It's yeah. almost similar to what happened to the Browns last year because they had no protection. Everyone knew that Baker Mayfield was going to roll out to the right on every single play that he got pressure. So it means you can yeah. just not cover the left-hand side of the field, basically, on half the plays. <laughs> so it just makes your job yeah, that, that much easier. Mm. True. for At least for half the corners. <laughs> um, yeah, we kind of digressed there, but I think I think that was that was a nice little roundabout yeah. like I, I wanted to address cam newton as, as well as andy dalton if anything because yeah. i just think the whole situation is so weird they're always going to uh, be compared when it comes to you know how this offseason has gone for them they're, they're out of the same draft class as well which mm. is the crazy thing he was the number one pick he was the f- top of the second round the other um, one in that draft class also doesn't have a job colin Ooh. Ooh. colin yeah that's true he was also second round wasn't he yeah Pick, I think um, uh, he was either one in front or one behind Andy. Dalton. But I think I if Cam Newton's one. not getting a job, Colin Kaepernick is definitely not. No, Colin no Kaepernick is never getting another job. Colin Kaepernick's yeah, finished. I think that's that's a whole other thing. He's been out the game too. It's, it's, yeah, yeah we, we've, there's we've too much. About this a few yeah, there's times too much sport, politics but. around it, which I think sucks from you know the the you know, the, the rights. It's, it's the same with anything. It's it's kind of messed up how they treat this whole thing, almost as if you know when a player gets a. Um, accused of something egregious like a sexual assault mm. or uh, something obviously quite serious they're kind of treating this whole Kaepernick situation like that obviously the NFL tried to make headway with it and do their own thing and hold a tryout but yeah it's the fact that you can just you in the NFL you can just kind of click it click your fingers and then this person is like untouchable like what they did yeah. with, with with Tebow as well I'm sorry to say it but <laughs> it's just like this weird if, if they bring like some sort of media hysteria obviously it's a bit different and the whole you know racial impact of the whole thing mm. but it's just any sort of teams don't like attention and only certain teams like attention and those teams are run by psychopaths <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not going to name them no, no, who's <laughs> but the you can imagine team? You can imagine. Let's see how many who I'm you know, team to. social medias we can get banned from. Joe, go on, shoot. <laughs> uh, no, I, I think I've done don't, enough don't. on this podcast yeah. to, yeah. you know, you know, yeah. put us in a weird legal situation. <laughs> so. Please leave us alone, Russia. I think I'll I'll step back. I'll step good back. Plan. Good. Well, He's learned his good lesson, of you, Joe. That was good growth. Good growth mm. from you, Joe. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's the hair. We must learn. We must learn and improve. Namaste. <laughs> All right. So moving on from this topic promptly before Joe gets anyone in trouble. Uh, which teams that were a little bit shady, like have improved, like Joe has, and will challenge for a division championship? Who's your Joe team, guys? <laughs> Joe team of the year. 
I I know we were supposed to bring three, but I brought five. That, that's good because I didn't bring any. So I also as... said bring one as well, but <laughs> good reading of all of it and then good following of instructions. I think I think we all we up. all kind of messed up in different ways. Matt didn't bring anything. I brought too much. You know, it's 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 kind of why, testament why to we how work so well things as a team. are run here. Yeah. Right, so let's start with your number one then. <laughs> My number one. As I thought we were going to start like number five. Oh my no, because we don't have time. To do all... Joe, I don't listen to every... you list every fucking team in the league. <laughs> Fine, but I thought you'd li- you'd like number five. Can I just say number five? Right, we can say, say number it quickly. Five. The Cowboys. Oh, oh gross. god, they I were second in the that. division. I didn't they enjoy missed that yeah, by like one game. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! But they they are the worst. Sir, Joe didn't understand yeah. the assignment <laughs> again. <laughs> Well, this is what I mean. I kind of want to quickly just mention my five and four because they they weren't necessarily big losers, but I think they're going to make a massive Was your jump. Four, the or 49ers because they didn't quite win the Super Bowl. <laughs> no. The Chiefs. Shut up, you bastard! <laughs> I just want to say the Cowboys. I just you know obviously the eight eight record is it's not anything to be right like oh they, that's why they're five. Okay, is it? They're not one. Uh-huh. No, but, they don't even lose. They don't um, even have a losing. I'm record. predicting. They were five. I think they're. Their GM in hiding, Will McClay, the one who does all their draft picks for the last few years, yeah. needs a freaking Hall of Fame medal if they win a Super Bowl because the amount of talent he has actually put on this Cowboys team without any media attention, he basically is the GM. It's just this just weird Jerry show. Yeah. I mean, so that, I that draft him. class... I didn't see, see him on the yacht, just saying. The value <laughs> they got out of these picks, they got five five starters in seven draft picks. It's absolutely mental. CeeDee Lamb at 17, wide receiver, we all know that. Trayvon Diggs, cornerback, going to start. Nevin Gillimore, defensive tackle, going to be a starter in rotation. Uh, Tyler Beardaz, who is a center out of Wisconsin, the same university that Travis Frederick went to, um, and... A lot of people hadn't touted as the best centre in the draft, but kind of fell behind as things do. Uh, there's another defensive end as well in the fifth, Bradley uh, Ane, Ane, sorry, from Utah, who also people have touted as having potential to at least get in rotation and get in the starting lineup a, a little bit here and there. I think, you know, they replaced, they addressed all their issues. Um, they've improved on, on their issues. They've taken luxury picks. They've gotten rid of dead cap like Rob Quinn you know and <laughs> obviously and By- they were never going to they were never going to be able to afford Byron Jones with the amount Miami are paying him Baller. but they replaced him with Maurice Canada with uh, Trayvon Diggs with another cornerback in the fourth which I haven't noted down the name of but <laughs> must be you good know, it, still like they you know they've addressed all their needs of concern and they've improved and I think they're probably talented enough next year to go at least 11 and 5 I would say yeah, but the Cowboys are talented enough to go 11 and 5 every single year yeah. but they, they just, just have yeah, distractions in a poorly they run. just fall in on each other well, yeah, if, it wasn't, if it wasn't this the weird position or anything like that this year <laughs> yeah cooled out yeah, yeah, true, pow, pow. true can I uh, well what's your four Joe give us your four I'm just going to say the are Browns gonna talk about, the... I was going to talk about the Cowboys a little bit longer but yeah move on <laughs> I'm well, I'm I know we Cowboys. don't. I don't want to talk about the Cowboys too long because to I know they the weren't. I, I kind of want to get my first two off because they're not. They're not like big losers. So and they're not correct. The Browns. I shut up, you little, you little, you little bastard. <laughs> um, yeah. So they obviously last last year they kind of built that dream team we were hyping up during the preseason and only to have our dreams and sandwiches taken away from us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Which I, you I, more sad about? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. To be honest, I'm kind of happy they didn't make an AFC championship because it made us look really dominant until we lost in the playoffs first go but um, 6 and 10 last year 6 and 10 last year I've got them turning it around to 10 and 6 I think uh, the talent they've picked up they've addressed their offensive line issues which is the main thing for me with Jack Conklin Uh, they've got centre in Evan Brown coming in and they also uh, picked up another centre Nick Harris in the fifth who could actually get some starting time potentially as well as some some sneaky good draft picks Jedrick Willis Jeff, uh, Jedrick Wills Jr., another another left tackle which is a glaring need ever since uh, the hole left by Joe Thomas Jedrick Wills Um, I know but Jack Conklin will It'd probably play right tackle so I imagine Jedrick Wills has the talent to at this point in his career at least start out on the left and kind of adapt um, that's what everyone's been saying anyway because no, I know I know drafted him to play yeah, right tackle that's what... yeah yeah and obviously like we've mentioned before in the last week's podcast uh, Grant Delpit players like Jordan Elliott the, yeah just 
good good value for picks and Donovan Peoples Jones in the sixth as well. I just think they drafted really well. They addressed all of their issues by free agency's end. They'd already basically addressed everything with Andrew Sandejo as well, which is another yeah. sneaky good safety mm. pick. Um, nice. And yeah, the only thing I would say for them and another reason is they did lose a lot of their linebacking court and I'd like to see how obviously they drafted Jacob Phillips and they've brought in BJ Goodson, but I don't think that can replace the productivity from Joe Sherbert and Christian Kirksey. No, Sherbert's on a really defense. underrated player. Sherbert is so mm. good. I genuinely love him. Loves tackling. And he, he, doesn't, he doesn't get the credit he deserves, really. It's a bit of a piss take. Could you um, argue with the Browns yeah. as well? What they've done really well is they've sort of built their team backwards. They got all the flashy parts last year. And now they've got the solid pitch. You actually need to win games. Yeah, that's a good point, to be honest. And they've also got rid of Freddie Kitchens, which is a massive, massive positive. That, that could do five wins on its own. Yeah, I think Whoa. so. Yeah. Kevin Stefanski did um, great success last year running that um, Minnesota offense. Um, yeah, so. Every team in the league is going to start running that exact same offense at some point. They're going to have so many heavy sets with two tight ends. Outside and zone with play action. It's basically. 10 tight ends. They're going to have Njoku and it's Austin meta, Hooper. Yeah coming off play action passes bootlegs and things like that they're just the talent they've got in this team alone they they need to the the thing is with this and i've kind of underlined this is like it doesn't give an excuse to baker mayfield really yeah. the ball's literally in his court if mayfield's like, still if, trash if he, then it's just mayfield is can't isn't it? they've got well, they've got to look again at the quarterback position for the umpteenth time don't they really yeah that'd be disappointing i think or he was good it, i think he was good enough in his rookie year that we should know at this point that he's not trash yeah he's not tra- but yeah but this is this is a make or break year for mayfield surely yeah like we've seen the good yeah. we've seen the, the thing, really bad like the thing is it's last similar year to, you jump we sorry it's similar ahead. to what they've done with drew lock in denver if you put that many pieces around you and you still can't succeed at some point you've then you're not the guy like, yeah right this isn't the answer yeah True. and i think you, we kind of all jumped in that hole last year of going oh look at all the talent they've acquired at receiver and running back and wow and no one actually thought about the o-line obviously joel batonio going down them getting him back next year will be a big big plus for them mm-hmm. and they're just what they've addressed i think i think they've done really well addressing the foundations i i am a bit worried for that defense though i, I think it's going to probably doubt uh, well you're right if jedrick willis can dip. live up to his hype you've got three potential pro bowlers on that offensive yeah, that's line true. Yeah, it's it's like what the Cowboys have done with their offensive line with with Frederick uh, Smith and Zach Martin as well. Uh, just three staples on the line that are the. I mean, you can kind of fit in any other lineman to fill the gap, and they'll play up to the level of those two because they're so dominant. You know. Do the Ravens being in that division and the Steelers getting Big Ben back along with their defense that was so far superior than anyone expected it to be? last year does that yeah, put, does that make it difficult for the browns to oh, win the division i i've got i'm gonna i'm not gonna lie i would say if i had to guess the afc north final season rankings i would say the browns finished 10 and 6 uh the bengals finished 8 and 8 what? the the steelers probably finished maybe 6 and 10 and then 6 and 10 the, Beng- bengals yeah, 8 and 8 and then yeah, I, don't, I, don't, yeah, I got the Bengals making a big jump. I don't know. If Joe Burrow's as advertised, then there's which no leads reason. me on. Like that, 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 is, that is my third pick as well. So I'm sure people have probably said the Bengals. Someone might. might I'm, not sure, man, sure. Next to the Bengals. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I couldn't, I couldn't bat myself. The thing is, you know what? The way I've done this is I took it literally like the last place teams to win the division, and I could only sort of get behind three of them. The rest of them I just yeah. can't get behind at all. The Bengals well, are one that I couldn't really quite talk myself into yeah. because th- of how there's still too they many. There's still too many I, holes I'll tell on you that what, roster, man. Yeah. I'll tell you what, it might but this is what I mean. It's this is why they're number three for me. Like out of a possible five mm. I picked, I thought they're not they're gonna be the most what what the Ravens were from Joe Flacco and then Lamar Jackson stepping in and becoming a watchable team. At least people mm. are gonna watch Bengals games. Like Matt had mentioned, I think, in yeah, the last that's week's true. podcast. I think uh, they've they've done decent. They've done okay in in free agency with Mackenzie Alexander, Von Bell, Josh Bynes was a good good linebacker for us, uh, coming in to replace some of their depth. They obviously lost Tyler Eifert and Andy Dalton, but amid Tyler Eifert's many injury concerns over the years, and then their draft was just like I was just happy with their draft to be honest. And I know they're in the AFC North. I like I said, I've got them going from one and fifteen, just making the jump up to eight and eight. I think that that's a 
Bengals fans would love to get an eight-win season, and that's yeah, how sad it is. Yeah, they your hand off, man, for an eight-eight season after last well, year. I think that's unrealistic for a, I think, um, for a second-year head. Yeah. Zach Taylor's in his second year now, isn't he? With the Bengals, yeah, yeah. second-year head coach, rookie quarterback. I can't see them winning anything above six games. Six games would be a good win. Yeah, but this is the same. This is the same rookie quarterback who had the best season ever by a college QB. He's still a rookie quarterback. Uh, in his one he can't season. carry a whole offense. Yeah, I know, He's, but he I've... needs people to throw to in a line to oh, protect no. him. Yeah. Yeah, like, like T. Higgins, AJ Green. They've got Joe they Mixon in the running game who is custom-built yeah. for that offense. And Joe it's Mixon just... really picked up near the end of the season last year as well. It's just such a big jump. Yeah. It is. And, and what, what people you know, forget and as well is... And you've got is... to play six t- six games against teams you think are going to be good. That you've got to play good Steelers teams, yeah. who, are, who are really good defense. I think you may be sleeping on that. The Ravens, who we know are going to be exceptional again. And you will, and you say the Browns are going to be good as well. I don't know where those. It's, it's really tough. Uh, this has happened. This has happened before. This has happened before, though. Like the AFC North has had many times where there are, you know, the Steelers, Three, yeah. the the Bengals, and the Steelers all make the playoffs, with obviously the exception being the Browns. In the in, but in this this scenario, I imagine obviously the Bengals don't make the playoffs mm-hmm. of eight and eight, but they just improve to a level that a lot of fans would. So I think you would could be argue very happy they haven't gone worse to first. They've gone worst to uh, okay. But they've gone third <laughs> worst, worst to worst first. To third. <laughs> they've gone very, very worst to like pretty but good. But they finished <laughs> in the same position as they did last season. As the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys. Congratulations. You're the Dallas Cowboys. Well done. Oh, the Dallas Cowboys next year, that's a win for them. Yeah, Yeah, I know. All right, while we exactly. go through your list, let's, get, let's take your number two then, Joe. I've got the Cardinals. I've got the Cardinals. Uh, they were my number yeah, one. So Cardinals are nice. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a good one. I think the story of the Cardinals last last year, they lost a lot of close games in 2020. Oh, yeah. Lots. Uh, we could see a nice rejuvenated Cardinals offense now, and I'm sure Stan would agree with all the pickups. With uh, Well, I didn't think they had the, the, the most notable free agency, to be honest, in terms of their actual signings, other than the trade. I'm not counting trades at the moment, by the way. Don't, I was going to say, the hot so, man. The free, free agent signings... You know that nothing really stands out that much. I mean, you know, some some depth at the line linebacker, um, but DeAndre Hopkins with that massive trade, unloading David Johnson's massive contract for a second rounder, effectively. Lol, what? <laughs> Even though Kenyon Drake <laughs> is way better in their system yeah. anyway. Kenyon, uh, Kenyon Drake, by the way, they're getting transition tagged, so they don't have to pay him big contract this year as well which is another smart move then the picks they made in the draft i think were phenomenal isaiah simmons obviously we know how much they love them uh there was a story coming out in the press i think i read a read an article where um oh god cliff kingsbury had just completely was completely baffled in the third round when josh jones was still on the board and like we said last week in in our Plus, draft Cliff recap, is an absolutely baller house. So I was going to say that wins. it's a fucking ab- yeah. it's an absolute crib. Fucking hell! Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. He's got a freaking fire pit where you don't need a fire pit at all. It's <laughs> definitely a danger to society. Audacious um, amounts of fire pit. Yeah, I think I think they did. They had a really good draft. They had a really good. Um, obviously, DeAndre Hopkins is the main thing here. I think what you get with Larry Fitz at this age is, let's be honest, not not his prime Larry Fitz. So you, having that real true top receiver in DeAndre Hopkins amongst a Christian Kirk and yeah. and that, well, that, obviously Kenyon Drake Hopkins, and how well he did that Hopkins signing it allows okay. Christian Kirk to not be that number one receiver. Yeah. Lets him move around a little bit more. Oh. You don't have to rely on him to be your go-to guy. guy yeah he shouldn't he should never be a number one receiver obviously he's a, he's a very talented guy he's very speedy um yeah motivated motivated receiver but i don't think he's he's ever got the sort of traditional skill i hate to say it but traditional skill set and mix of size everything well it's not even that because because you could you, you obviously you've got antonio browns who are obviously undersized for a typical receiver but still amazing at going up making the big catches and contested catches but i think i mean i just i just love what they've done with deandre hopkins and just getting all these weapons and uh, the only thing i would have liked to see more obviously josh jones is a big one i i I want to see just more investments in the o-line in general so i wish they did something in free agency as well but i mean i'm not i'm not happy I'm happy with it. I think they're the number two most improved team for me. Yeah, I mean, call me biased. I've got them at number one. 
for my most important uh, team. It doesn't nice. help you've got that Larry Fitzgerald jersey over your exactly. shoulder. Exactly. Right. Yeah. No, we, we, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's a good off-season. We, we brought back Larry Fitzgerald. Like People overlook that. Resigned him. Bad. He's not not retiring. We've got Devondre Campbell at, um, from the Falcons, who will probably start at inside linebacker for us with Jordan Hicks. Resigned uh, DJ Humphreys at left tackle. Um, Jordan Phillips on the D-line, as well as Devondre Kennard from the Lions to add to our pass rush. So overall, yeah. good off season. Yes, and he's still got Jones on the pass rush. Exactly, who's maybe the most understated pass rush. Best pass rusher, pass rusher of, 20, of the yes, 2010s. Yes, Jones is amazing. Chandler Jones is a beast. I swear to God, he is an absolute monster. That whole Jones family from Arthur Jones was spending his time in in Baltimore, moving over to the Eagles. I know Slew Slew likes a bit of Arthur Jones as well. And that whole family is, is absolute craziness, but Chandler Jones is just something insane. I've been watching his whole career from, from the Patriots moving over to Cardinals, and he's always been this underrated edge good. edge defender. I, he, he honestly could win an MVP if, if the wow. Cardinals had a good... Well, not an MVP, but... They gave MVP uh, yeah, they don't, get, they don't give away the, the, those easy-to-defensive players. Um, well, I, just for reference as well, sorry, I've got the record, obviously, in 2020, it was 5-10-1. and one. I've got them going 10 Five and one. I would take that. Ooh. I would happily take that. Still that one. Yeah. I think they're going to get a weird draw against the Seahawks. Is that just zombie. so you can get the symmetry? Yeah, he likes. Yeah, he loves I like it. It looks nice. Or ten and six. I don't mind. Oh, that's very kind of you. But potentially a wild card yeah, spot. I could see that. Yeah. I could see that happening. I, I could. We'll see beat that. the Rams yeah, this year. I think the sure. Niners will be too good for them to clinch that division. Then. Nah, we've got we've got luck against the Niners. With like. Apart from last year, I would say I would we're say, always good at the the Niners. I would say there's there's Is that potential. Because the Niners were trash for, before last year, uh, <laughs> might have something to do with it, but the rebirth. I think there's there's potential that the the Forty Niners won't win that division, Ooh. and wow. I think either the Forty Niners, Seahawks, or Cardinals could win it. I don't see the Rams, the Rams winning are it. The Seahawks always get at least ten wins yeah. somehow. Yeah, Russell, Russell yeah. Wilson. Yeah, because Russell Wilson is that good. That's scrambles his way. <laughs> Are you going to get me a low lineman? No. no? I'm just going to stand, okay. stand here and chew my gum. <laughs> ah, that's fine. All right, so Joe, you and your number one. Death. My number one is the Denver Broncos. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm so I'll in t- on the Denver Broncos. I fucking love... I love what they've I love what they've done this year. I I'm absolutely loving it. Get, they they like what they've got in Drew Locke. Obviously, last year just to put it into a bit of context, Please. first year under Vic Vic Fangio, we're moving into the second year now. It started rocky with with Joe Flacco. Big surprise there. <laughs> yeah, it did. He's a Is bit he not of elite, a Joe. You were claiming <laughs> for years that he was elite. You were claiming for years. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe. Well, yeah, but also. You know, you said Dan Marino was better than Joe Montana. So <laughs> and up, he man. is. And he is. <laughs> uh, but obviously, Drew, Drew Locke showed promise near the end of the se- the year. They were kind of in the playoff race near, near the end of it, finishing 7-9, and nine, just missing it. But showing promise. And they've really... I like what they've done. They've heavily invested in him. Um, obviously, they've lost lost a few key players with Chris Harris Jr. and, and Derek Wolf, And those kind of uh, players. But I think the replacement for Chris Harris Jr. with AJ Boye... Getting that in a, in a fourth round trade for a 2020 pick is phenomenal for Bonkers. me. Jarrell Casey moving for a seventh round pick is amazing as well. The value they got out of that trade is, is crazy. Melvin Gordon just coming on, along on a on a much reduced on a, ven- than what on a vendetta after. basically. Yep, pretty much to prove that the Chargers screw you mm. and you're no fans. Um, <laughs> Graham Graham Glasgow as well could potentially get some some guard work in, but I don't think their O lines as big an issue as some of the others in the division and obviously this is the main thing Jerry Judy in the first round KJ Hamler in the second round doubling down on receivers in a receiver stacked draft I mean you could get a lottery lottery pick with any of these sort of like second to third round receivers I think they they could just pop open look why did we not see so and so it's because there were so many of them you know Mm. Um, and I think you know they, they also address the Senna and Albert O in the fourth round. I'm only sort of counting up to the fourth round because I think it's well, hard to spoke, predict after the fifth. About, we all agree here. We spoke about the Broncos both on the yeah. free agency episode and last week's draft recap. We're yeah, all they've done some good things. In favour of the moves they've made yeah. this off-season. Mm. But it's just what they've done to, to help Drew Locke. And I, I love that they're actually putting all, all in behind their franchise QB and saying, screw it. Like, 
You, you're, we think you're the fr- you're the guy. Just prove it to us. We, we, we're which, giving you the weapons. I saw a weird stat this week. Do you know who the only player, only quarterback drafted by the Broncos to win a playoff game was? Tim Tebow. 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 Surely it's Tebow. Wait, what? Yeah, man. Oh yeah, no, because John Elway was the yeah. Colts in their it? history. Go. The only quarterback drafted by them to win a playoff game. The Tebow. Wow. Gotta love That's Tim crazy. Tebow. Yeah, he's yeah, being he's shit at baseball. What, what now. a neat fact! He's going to make the majors this year he's as well. Hey. He's going to make the uh, majors this year. They're one injury away from him, him being brought up to the Mets um, major league team. Oh, he must be elite. Good if God. he's going to if he's going to make the majors, surely he can't be that bad at baseball. I mean, I've not what I don't watch baseball. He's, a... he's I think he was. I've seen him like clips of him hitting home runs and stuff. But obviously, that's just if Tim Tebow hits a home run, everyone's going to put it on yeah. Instagram. Yeah. But, um. Yeah, I think oh, for for me the Broncos obviously the only thing with them is they weren't as big a loser because they're seven and nine finish. But I think just the amount of talent they put in and what they've got, the value in free agency, the value in the trades, and the value in the draft is mm. crazy good. Uh, I got them going eleven and five to Ooh. twelve and four next year, Whoa. potentially being wow. a number two seed in the AFC. The problem is that the division's tough, though. Yeah. It's a yeah, tough division. I like the, I like, yeah, I it's thing. been a tough division every 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 single year, but I think, you know, they've, they've got the Chiefs in there. That's the main thing. I and think the Chargers will be surprised. Yeah, I've got, well I've got the Chargers here on my list. We say that every yeah. year. Every, the Chargers are good every year, yeah, the and then I've, they I've all get injured. Of, I've got a load of Why points. are you doing this my, again? My last point for You're... the Chargers, it's a tough division, and the Chargers will have to stay healthy, which I've struggled with in the past. Forever. So. They, this is this is the same argument we have every single year about the Chargers. Fun, I'm tired of hearing it. Like, oh, well, when will the Chargers be good? We've, we've literally this had this debate before. I'm pretty sure I made a freaking YouTube clip of this and never uploaded it. <laughs> I will go back and find it, but you know, I I don't see it. I don't see them going through a season healthy. I just, well, just it's like the Redskins. I don't see it happening at this moment. Yeah, I, think, I don't. I don't, Taylor, I don't you, believe. As long as you've got the pieces it. around him, he proved with the Bills that he can yeah. be. Yeah. He's solid. He's not spectacular, but he's a solid quarterback. He's the charge, yeah, he's the Chargers will be good. fine as long as they don't put Justin Herbert. He can in. win games. Tyrod Taylor could easily win games. Yeah. He's just never really been like he's never been giving the full faith. He took to the Bills. Their own line improved. Yeah, exactly. Tyra Taylor's yeah. a low-key baller. Yeah, he's good. He's good, yeah. and he's he's really hard to sack. Mm. That's the main and thing. He's he's got that their offensive line as well this year. They brought in Brian yeah. Belu- Belaga and Trey. Well, that was their main Beluga. issue. <laughs> the main issue was their their offensive line and their defensive line depth because they're as soon as Melvin Gordon and Joey Bosa get injured, they're kind of Melvin Ingram. So they've got, they've got um, Ingram yeah, Joseph yeah. now as well. Mel- I always do Melvin that. Ingram is one of the, yeah. another like Jones, one of the most underrated pass rushers. And yeah, when yeah, you put him yeah. alongside he's, Joey, he's Bosa. really good. And they added Linville Joseph to that D line. He tore us apart in that one playoff. And game they added Chris Harris. Them. They're a really good team. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they're nice. Yeah, Chris Harris as well was an underrated pickup. We we mentioned this the the other week, but I I just love everything they've done and. I just like it when a team gets behind their top guy. Like I, I just, you know, I, there's something about that. It just yeah. invigorates me. So it's the Broncos you say you like. It's there everything they've done. Mm. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, I, I can't really name anything bad. I, the, the one thing I would say is like, did you need Melvin Gordon? But then again, like, why not? If, if he's, he's available, he's not, he's available, he's available. It's not a big contract. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, having so. exactly having having what we're finding out every year is that having multiple options at, at running back is better than having Absolutely, one yeah. star guy running back by committee is going to become the going thing and what crazy stat i'm sorry to bring the ravens into no, this sorry i'm absolutely probably shocked nearly. that that's come out of your mouth you in particular yeah the biggest advocate hey, for, for i've done this whole thing the man yeah no but i would i would say that just the way the league is going and honestly looking Could at it coach. mark ingram took 40 percent of the snaps last year at running back for for the Dusk. for us and he's going to have even less next year that might yeah. that might be inflated a bit because not obviously when we're winning games a lot we're putting Gus Edwards in for a long amount of time but we're building up something there where we're basically going to have four running backs who could easily come in and what the take over do. for different situations and it yeah. makes sense you could have a guy who pops off for 200 yards one game and then he he's nothing he's not to be heard of for six weeks mm. and I think that's, that's what we're going to start to see in, in the smart teams that are running the ball efficiently <laughs> rather than ramming it down the throat with it's one bloke it's a bit bloke. selfish in terms of fantasy football though isn't it really yeah yeah but they're spreading <laughs> the love man they're spreading the love you've got more you've got that 
it always does it does seem to be though if someone has a good game they still they just ride the person with the yeah, momentum do you, know, do you know what I mean? And also, on, like Rex Burkhead will always have a twenty-point game. On that note, of in my uh, fantasy three P that I've done with our league, one of my oh, savviest pickups was Mike Gillisley because I just knew that McCoy would get the Bills down to the one-yard line, and then Gillisley would just touch oh, down yeah. Vulture what, for the, the six <laughs> points. <laughs> There's a place for for guys who come in and can run one yard. Are they going to be more valuable then going forward? Do we think those goal line backs because Hell you yeah. don't know who's going to get the carries between the twenties? Yeah. Definitely. Oh, Samadre Piran was actually in one of these teams, and I've totally forgotten where was he's he, actually gone. I'm fairly he certain we cut him. He was at the Redskins, wasn't he? Yeah. I thought he went to the uh, Yeah, but he, he, Did you cut he, the he was at the Redskins. We cut him, man. And someone picked him up, but not the... Not the well, the Dolphins Bengals, cut him, Bengals and then picked him up. They, the Bengals. Bengals picked him up off waivers. But that's that's what I mean. Joe Mixon, shiftier guy with some power, but you you want a guy who's just going to ball forward it's like the on the one-yard line. like a Marshall Lynch, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, to literally get like what was it like a one point seven yard um, average yeah, total, but exactly, still get yeah. a touchdown because yeah. they put him on the one yard line. They're like, we we're gonna give him to yeah, you. It's nice <laughs> they did it this time, mate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's not an overplayed nice joke. They did it in time. Oh, sorry. All right, you're an overplayed, overpaid joke. <laughs> <laughs> Zero pounds. I do this for the love of it. <laughs> All right, so the final right. team I had circled as a potential one that can go worst first was the Miami Dolphins Ooh. yes yes mainly, I like mainly because of how yes. terrible they were last year and that they did pick up towards the end of the season so oh, there's already safe. signs keep that they talking. can improve but also there's such a power gap in the AFC East at the moment yeah the Bills are probably yeah. the favourite going in and the Patriots may well we'll find out maybe they nah. can do it with Stidham we won't know until the season kicks nah. off Bills have got that division but the Dolphins made some good moves in free agency in the draft oh yeah and and there's a chance maybe you only need nine wins to win this division oh, oh yeah you know. you'll need more than nine it's on you probably do nah at least maybe ten to be fair because oh, the Bills sorry. are in there and I think the Bills <laughs> will be competitive the Bills are going to get the Bills will probably Bills get the ten real deal. Okay. so I don't think I don't think they'll win the division I think they'll make like like the Bengals they'll make a big jump I don't jump. think any of these last place teams will win the division but I thought that's what the challenge was and why it was so I, tricky yeah obviously um, idiot saying the Broncos to beat the Chiefs like at least one out of their two games in clinch division is is pretty difficult but you know, this is this is what it's about. Yeah. It's hypotheticals, yeah. man. And does Tua play this year, do? Matt? Yes. Yes, he does. When? I think when? probably about week eight or nine. That's risky. Potentially. Does that mean, risky. Yeah, but does that mean before that that you've been losing a few games? Why? Or does it just mean Tua proves himself in training? I, th- I think it just means Tua proves himself in training. I think there'll be a time when it he, he will just surpass Fitzpatrick in terms of, you know, talent day in day out on the in in the on the training field is that not, to be honest is that not a massive and, risk though but do you think but do you think i don't know if it is i mean yeah. and you change it up has that it just depends what mm. it just depends what situation you guys are in 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 say week eight like yeah. if you're what two and if you're two and five going into week eight do you need to start to it no you could just to be honest tank a little bit and just There's sit no on him and playing him you know, let him rest that hip for a full year I, I, I think it depends fully on the situation. If it, if it got to a point where, say, Fitzpatrick gets injured and Tua is medically cleared to go, then maybe we'll see it. Mm, I, I think that's the more likely I mean, also, thing to happen. Circling back to what we're talking about at the start of the show, like it depends when the league starts as well. Like I don't think there's ever been a better time to take a QB with who's recovering from an injury. Like when you don't know no, no, whether mean, he's got, you he, don't know when the league's going to start, yeah. man. We he, he could have ages to be able to you know we, we he looks he's already ahead in his recovery he's got he's probably got more time than normal mm-hmm. to accelerate that recovery as well i mean and what i'm glad you said it slew because i the reason i didn't have anyone else for the, the show in terms of doing this rankings because i was just gonna i was just gonna ride or die with the fins to, for this to be honest like you mm-hmm. want to come just saying oh yeah oh the only team's the dolphins yeah how predictable is this Boom. You've come with just the dolphins yeah. and no one else. Hit me, boy. I don't. I don't see like, any other. It's like team when you turned was... up to that top five Hall of Fame players with just Dan Marino at all five positions. Nah. Well, I mean, let, let, let's talk it through. The Jets are going to be trash again because they've got Adam Gaze, and until they get rid of him, they're always going to be trash. The Bills have improved. Fair. They they've got a decent roster now, but again, I don't think, I don't think they've got 
enough pieces still around Josh Allen. You know, Stefan Diggs is a great pickup. Yeah, I love, I love, I like that pickup a lot. I still, I don't, I'm not scared and of the Brown's Bills. Good player as Cole well. Beasley, yeah. John Brown, um, Devin Singletary. Devin- Devin Singletree. Yeah. Hey man, I'm, I ain't scared of Cole Beasley. Devin Singletree's good. I'm, as I'm well. more scared of Cole Devin Beasley's out good. rap albums. <laughs> Mate, Devin, Devin Singletree has that ability to always make the first guy miss. Shit. Which man, is something... Imagine if we had like a Matt Breeder who could do a sort of similar job. <laughs> Yeah, but but he's not going to stop Devin Singletary running, is he? he? Is. He's not going to go I tackle don't... him. I, I just, I, I, yeah. I'm not scared in any way of the Bills' offense. I think their defense is still yeah. sick. I, 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 I'm not that. I don't think the Bills have got. But the Bills aren't built to blow people out, are they? They're built to win games no. like 17, 10. I but think their, their defense can, well, last year was them. second best. I think our offense in in the games where we play the Bills, I think our offense will no. has it has more fa- has more firepower. You you thought freaking Josh Rosen was going to get more touchdown passes than Lamar Jackson last yeah, year. Yeah, well, no one so no why one don't you sit on sit on your little f- non your your dented fence that's just fully in Dolphins corner. <laughs> it's not a fence then, is it? And <laughs> shut up. Boy, hey, the, the whole point of this well the, the way I interpreted the segment was to Oh, it's, it's the Dolphins. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm riding with the Dolphins, it, man. Let's have a Dolphins chat. He's, yeah. He's wrote, it, asked, he's wrote it on his little notepad, Tua or nothing. Essentially, who was shit last year and who's got a, you know, who's going to be pretty sick this the season, the I genuinely think. Yeah, I like, I I like the Cardinals. One, they're, they're fun. You compare, but... you compare the Cardinals to the Dolphins. <laughs> you ain't, we, we would, we I don't think you've got up. a chance to win the division, though, man. You're the best. The Dolphins do have a weak division going for them. Yeah. I don't think two is going to start. I don't think you're going to win enough games consistently at the start of the season to win the division next year. And you've got to remember the Patriots are still there, whether or not they've lost it or whatever. The thing with the Patriots, though, is that who are their receivers? Yeah. Or tight ends. Exactly. Well, they did did pick a tight end, but they weren't. When you've got Tom Brady, you can sort of do something to make up the difference. Yeah. If you're expecting Jarrett Stidham to elevate people on his first year as a starter, that's a big ask. This is what I'm saying, man. Yeah. People are saying, what about the Patriots? What about the Patriots? That, that roster wasn't particularly talented last season and has been absolutely gutted this offseason. Yeah. And they, without, yeah, any, without any massive additions to... feels bad for julian edelman just oh yeah i don't fucking care him. about julian Gronk, edelman Gronk and Tom Brady don't give a shit. fuck julian edelman yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I, 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 okay. I genuinely it people i think are still the... add that to the list of people we've offended by the way yeah, julian edelman can fucking dm me on instagram and have a go i don't give a shit um, yes, Julian Edelman. Julian, if you're listening if you to this, please wet, feel free to DM us on Instagram at the Dropback or Twitter at the Dropback as well. Even you know what? If you use Facebook, it's at the Dropback UK. Or just, anything you could you just want, harass Matt Edelman or Matt's family me. members as well. Yeah. I'll drop their their wait. So we've got Fuck Matt. It. Give him my give him at... my mobile. <laughs> uh, 07. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. Like genuinely, I ain't. I I think the Patriots. I think this is dynasty could put for the Patriots and like I said the Jets are going to be shit because Adam Gaze literally couldn't third and long run his way out of a fucking plastic bag and the, the yeah. I don't think the Bills are that special so boom Bills the real deal very impassioned argument does anyone else have any other teams that I, fuck you I've got just life. one thing to add add on I've I've got one thing to add on to the Finns bring it. in favour of what oh definitely bring it then saying, definitely bring Matt. it I would just say that the just Picks aside, I like Brian Flores. Yes, I really like him. Yeah, I I think he's the fact that he didn't sit down and just take the tank uh, last season, even despite what looked like front office just basically uh, removing anyone who was who was good to try and yeah. try and get to her. You still managed to get to her with a fifth exactly, fifth overall man. selection. I mean, as well, like so. I, you know. There's been a no-name defense for the good reasons. We literally had a fucking no-name defense last year. There were games where I didn't even know who was who was started. Yeah, but you still man, you still like, had good honestly, defensive performances even near near the especially near the end of the season. This is what I mean. You we were able, had some decent. Flores was able to get like very good performances out of pretty mediocre players, I, and we've actually added yeah, some very good players this season. Yeah, to be fair, that is very. I true. do think that. Yeah, the Dolphins have a good foundation to become something good. Mm. I just don't know they're going to do yeah, it next, next season. season. Still, Fuck you, next season. They're still mid-rebuild. To, next expect, season. to expect anything out of them this year is a bit. It's, it's a bit silly if you ask me because they don't have. Are we have. They don't have an O line. They still so don't have an O line. But they, 
and we got the, a bit of an O line. The guy, the guy who they're placing the future in is injury prone quarterback, and you've got no O line to protect him. You bring him in, he's but getting he hurt. Balls out. Have people tempered their expectations then because of what happened with the Browns last year that they added all these pieces and you think we can't compare the two of them, but they don't have the basis for it. I think no, you can compare them. I don't. I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's fair to compare them either because I think the Browns is a whole different situation. That was that was a that was a. Uh, just a media storm everyone just thought I don't know you see the big names you get attracted to yeah. it but I think yeah there's been no I don't think, I don't think the yeah. Finns have done that with the Finns if it's, Tua it's, looks half it's... decent in um, preseason there's going to be that exact same whip up in Miami uh, is Tua playing in the preseason that's is the question is there going to be a yeah, preseason? Be a preseason? yeah man I don't like, know seriously question marks oh man and this is getting some and through it uh, I don't think we've got the time to get into all of that we are yeah. getting to the end of our podcast today I think so Julian Edelman or anyone else if you want to check us out on social media find us on Twitter and Instagram at the dropback come at me Julian Facebook at the dropback UK look at our website www.thedropback.com pretty straightforward I've been your host Sam thank you so much for listening I've been Joe I've been Matt I've been Stan hopefully I'll make it to week three and tune in next week to find out if he does until next time bye bye next next time on Dragon Ball Z The Drop Back with Sam Lewis Matt Burns Peak and Joe Costanzo